Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Let's talk funerals and graveside services. Now, I have limited experience with this. I have a lot more experience with doing weddings, officiating wedding ceremonies, but I did get to spend a couple years, as I mentioned two episodes ago, a couple years spending time with a pastor who has done over a thousand funerals. And so I have a little bit of experience just walking around and watching and observing a pastor who has grieved well with people. Let me pray, and then we'll talk hospital visits, and then we'll talk death and what to do after somebody passes away, how to collect information for the funeral and for the funeral homily, and then what to do at the graveside. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we need help. Everybody's going to die. It's just, I mean, it's just a fact. Everybody's going to die. And we're going to be doing funerals in our life and in ministry and as a pastor. There's going to be some really hard situations that you're going to um, have us be in specifically to bring hope and care and tears and silence to and help us to be the type of men who can grieve well with people and honor people's life and uh, give us wisdom as we think about these things. I trust that you will. Amen. Let's talk hospital visits. If you pastor a younger church, if you're a church planter, you're going to have limited time at the hospital. That's just a matter of fact. A lot of your time at the hospital is going to be going to see young couples who have had a baby. And so you'll go like the second day or the third day. You'll kind of be waiting for them to let you know when is appropriate. And you'll be sending texts and trying to figure out when's a good time to go. But when you go, go in, talk to them, encourage them, listen. Listen to the experience that they've had at the hospital. Let them tell you about their baby and the whole thing. And just celebrate with them. It's just a great, those are the great hospital visits. The hard hospital visits are when you go in with somebody who's undergoing quadruple bypass surgery and you're sitting with a family and they don't know if that family member is going to make it. But when you go to the hospital and make visits, you have to go at appropriate times and on request. This is different than it used to be. Pop-in hospital visits used to be very, very popular. I used to work as a chaplain and I would go to every single hospital room every day that I was there with uh, make sure I would go in with all the new patients that would come in and I would make contact with all the families there. And so there is a chaplain that's going around, but pastors used to be able to go in without a request and just spend time with their people anymore. You want to wait till the appropriate time. Find out from a family member, usually that family member will let you know, or you hear somebody is in the hospital from your church, then make contact, email and say, hey, I heard you're in the hospital. Can I come and see you? Can I bring you lunch or dinner? Um, Is there anything that I can do to help as you wait for the patient, whoever it is that's in the hospital? But go at appropriate time and on request. When you go in, talk to them. Ask how they're doing. That's okay. I mean, there's going to be situations where it's really clear how they're doing. They're crying. They're either, you know, maybe they're emotionless and they're just, they're cried out. But it's okay to say, hey, tell me how you're doing. And if they crumble, then hug them, hold them. But it's okay to ask, how are you doing? And then encourage them, listen, laugh, pray, try to connect with them on something that you know about them. Ask them about how things are going in life, work, 
just recognize their capacity for conversation and read the room. Ask for the Holy Spirit's help to understand. Just be situationally aware and ask the Lord's help in that area. Now, when somebody dies, the family will contact you if they want you to officiate the funeral. You don't have to contact them. They will contact you, and they will contact you for a reason. So usually the person who contacts you and that you know knows that you meant something to the person who died, and so you know you've been spending time with them most likely beforehand, but they'll contact you. And <clears throat> the person who contacts you, generally speaking, is going to be your contact into the family. So you'll need to save that phone number, and you'll need to ask questions to that person rather than asking questions to the main person who is grieving. If it's a spouse who's died or something like that, you don't need to go in and ask a bunch of questions to the spouse who is now living. So that person who contacts you will most likely be your contact. So you will make sure and ask your questions to that person. Now, at the appropriate time, you'll need to go by the house of the grieving people. So you'll need to ask that contact, hey, when when do you think I should go by? Do you want, do you want, should I let them breathe a little bit or should I go now? Do I need to stop what I'm doing and I go go right now? And really lean into that wisdom of that person that's that you're talking to. When you get to the house, don't come in with tons of questions. Just listen. Just sit and listen. You'll probably hear stories and then laughter and then tears. But you simply want to listen. Stories are so helpful for grieving people. And you want to foster an environment when you get there, not of stopping stories, but just, hey, tell me about this person. Tell me these stories. You want to remember those things, and that's going to be helpful for you when you do go and begin to prepare the funeral homily. So you tell stories if you have them. I can't tell you how many times I have sat with grieving people or been in conversation with people and told them a story about somebody that... They didn't know happened, but this person whom they lost or this person whom they haven't talked for years, I've told them how this person impacted my life or something funny or crazy that that person did, and it was just so helpful for the for the people who heard it. So tell stories and listen to stories. That is really good for grieving people. One thing that's also helpful is from the contact that reached out to you, ask them if you could see the Bible. If this person who's passed away is a believer, then you'll want to see their Bible. Going through a deceased person Bible can be really helpful. You can find what they underlined. You can find notes in the margin. You can find notes in bulletins from sermons that they listened to. And you can really get a feel for what this person treasured by looking at their Bible. And that can be quite helpful also when you're thinking through and praying through, okay, what am I going to say about this person? Now, if the person's a non-believer or the funeral home just contacts you, most likely a funeral home's not going to contact you unless you've already built a relationship with that funeral home of coming in and helping to uh, lead and do funerals for people in the community that don't have anybody. But one word of warning, I would encourage you to be honest about the person who died you do want to celebrate every aspect of common grace in the non-believer's life that's there. And you want to speak to what they contributed to in this world. And you got to find in their life, look in every nook and cranny of their life to be able to see God's common grace there and then celebrate that common grace that's there. But you don't have to make people out to be men and women who they weren't. Be honest about them, even telling stories that may not be as flattering, but may be just real, just a real story about them, can be helpful for people to actually remember the real person. And so often, like at gravesides or 
at the appropriate time during the grieving process. You can also lead a time of sharing from the family and friends who just share memories that they've had. And they actually do a lot of the talking that's helpful for other people there because people are hearing stories about this person that they hadn't heard before. And all of a sudden, the room's laughing. They'd move from tears to laughing. So telling those stories and being honest and real about the people is really, really crucial. But find the common grace in their life and speak to that. God's at work in their life, even if they were a non-believer. God was restraining them and gifting them in ways that they contributed to this world. So find those ways. Now, when it comes to the funeral and the day of the funeral, you need to be on time. Be where you need to be at the appropriate time. Just like with weddings, you need to be dressed appropriately. You need to be in your suit and in your tie. Or if the family was requested you to be in jeans and a t-shirt because this guy was a, I don't know, or this lady just whatever they have asked, but honor, honor that and be there on time in the appropriate outfit. And if you have any questions when you get there, find your contact or talk to the funeral home director. Morticians, can, they can be very, very helpful because they spend so much time with hurting people. I mean, every day they're seeing funerals and they are with people who are weeping. So find the funeral home director and ask the funeral home dir- director questions and he will have or she will have answers for you. They do this every day. That's what they're there for. They're there to help. So lean into their expertise. They can be tremendously helpful. Dur- during the funeral... What I've done, and I, again, I've had limited experience with this. I just did a graveside just a couple weeks ago. But what is typical is to read the obituary of the person. Somebody in the family had written out that obituary. Read the obituary, pray, and then go into your short homily. Seven to ten minutes max. Don't make it long. Don't make people exhausted or tired. And make sure you get to the gospel. That is without exception at a funeral. People are there thinking about death. Preach the gospel to them. If it's a room full of non-believers, preach the gospel. Use the liberty. They've asked you to be there. So you take the liberty of being there and preach the gospel. People are thinking about death. So make that a reality for them. Hey, listen, you will one day die as well. And you've got to ask some serious questions about the state of your soul. It's okay to say things like that. So make sure and you preach the gospel here. It's a huge opportunity for gospel work. And then at the graveside, ask the family how they want that ceremony to go. Often, this is a time where it can be opened up to family members to share. If it's going to be more of an intimate time, then families can sing family songs together. They may want to tell specific stories or even do just a family tradition or ritual at the graveside. But you talk to the family beforehand. Again, make that contact. You know, Talk to the contact and... Figure out what this ceremony needs to be beforehand, clearly, so the day before. So you have two things to figure out when you're going into to funeral day, the funeral and the graveside ceremony. And if you have any more questions, talk to that contact, and then, again, ask the mortician. The mortician can be so helpful, so make sure and you use those resources. Also, I want to recommend for you Kent Hughes' book called The Pastor's Book. In that book, you'll find a lot of help on... All sorts of things in ministry. It's just basically a handbook for for pastoral ministry. And it's just a really, really good book. It's published by Crossway. Jump online and buy that book. Invest in it. It's really good. It will be somewhat pricey, but it is worth it. And it's got tons of information about funerals, gravesides, all that sort of stuff. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this has been helpful.
Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.